Welcome to the Broadcast Nerd Hour. Where everything is 99% nerd and 1% everything else. Welcome back to the Broadcast Nerd Hour. Welcome back! So, we're going to jump straight into this week. No, not quite. Just a little, like, housekeeping. We are testing some new equipment when it comes to recording. So, if it sounds weird, if it sounds bad, then um, it was all Dakota's idea. But if it sounds amazing, then it was all my idea. Okay, I'll take that out. Okay. <laughs> now you can jump on in. So, what we're going to talk about, don't, don't even bother asking me about my brand new job that I started this week. Or, we'll or let it. me talk about it or anything. We will get to it. We... But part of housekeeping, we got to let them know what the show's going to be about and what to plan for, and then we can go from there. Okay. So, this episode, we are going to talk about episode four of Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, we're going to kind of give a quick recap of one, two, and three, leading into four. Four, there's not just a ton that's going on on it. Uh, not a ton. It, it's a majority of filler episode. It was my favorite episode so far. Well, that's your opinion. But then we're also going to come in toward the end and we're going to give our first reaction review of Miss Marvel. Yeah. Uh, which I didn't think we were going to watch, to be honest. But it came out yesterday. We just decided we were going to just try it and see how what we thought about it. And pretty positive overall. Yeah, so, uh, I didn't hate it. So, tell us about your new job, Destiny. Yes, guys. I started a new job, and honestly, this job was an answer to, like, so many things that we needed for our family. It is a better schedule. I'm not working every Saturday now. I work Monday through Thursday and half a day on Fridays. With one Saturday a month. With one Saturday a month. It's going to be better for our family financially. And I just think overall, I'm hoping, because I think it's a little too soon to tell, but I hope that the overall atmosphere is going to be better for me. I enjoyed what I did at my last job. There was just some things going on personally that made it really difficult to go to work it was suffocating and this opportunity presented itself and honestly I'm almost it's it's weird because not only did I get a better schedule but I got more money so it's yeah. not like I'm sacrificing anything to and get... You, and you actually actually step down from some of your responsibilities. Yeah, get, it's so. way less responsibilities. There are things about this job that is similar to my other job, but there are some things that are harder, but it's a new field for me. It's uh, Well, I can say I'm working at a dentist's office, obviously for privacy reasons. I'm not going to tell you where I'm like what dentist office I'm working for (laughs) but I'm just working as a receptionist and honestly like they offered me more money starting out than 
I had made with raises and certifications by quite a bit at my other job. I say, I would say receptionist is probably a loose term for what you do. You you handle insurance. You handle a lot hey, more than no, just reception. Th- but this is this is not a dig on receptionists because well, I'm technically called like a patient service representative or something. But you know, yeah. that's a fancy word for receptionist. But yeah, like we do a lot, and I'm I'm. It's just my first week, but I've really enjoyed it. I get to wear scrubs to work. I don't have to be in business casual every day anymore. I just like feel like I'm working in my pajamas. Well, I hope this is a great move for us. It, it's I can tell how much it's meaning to you and how how your perspective of coming home has been so much better. So I want that to continue. Yeah, I just feel like a weight is lifted, and of course, it's always nerve wracking starting a new job. But I felt really comfortable pretty quickly, more comfortable than I expected because I told myself, okay, the first couple weeks, you're going to be really nervous and really jittery and like, you know, you're not going to know anyone. But everyone's been super nice and super welcoming and just so willing to teach me and to help me and and just get to know me on a personal level, not just be a coworker to me. And I was really lacking that where I came from. It was with my last job, and I not I don't have like bad feelings towards them, but when I hired in at my last job, it felt like a family and then some management changes happened and Things changed, unfortunately. Yes. um, Yeah, I can agree with you on that. So, it was disappointing, but I am excited. This is just going to be really good for Dakota and myself. Already this week, getting off earlier during the week. Like, it's Thursday night. It's 7 o'clock. We're recording the podcast. We've already watched Miss Marvel. And and I mow the grass. You mowed the grass. I'm going to edit this episode and post it for tomorrow. Like, who am I doing all of this in one day? (laughs) Like, when did I get all of this time to do everything? So it's just nice. Even though I'm still working the same amount of hours, the schedule of them is just a lot better for us. Yeah, I agree. It's nice having you at least get up in the time frame before Mm -hmm. I leave. I am seeing you in the mornings now, so... (laughs) So, thanks for letting me talk about my new job. That's all I wanted to say because it's amazing so far. And I'm getting to wear my Grey's Anatomy colored scrubs. I love it. And, you know, I just hope things keep going well. I know there'll be hard days. There's hard days at any job. But it's been a, it's been probably the best first week I've ever had at a job other than Disney World. <laughs> well, that's understandable. And... But we also have a bunch of shorts that we can add in here in the next couple of weeks about Disney and yes. our trip at Disney and everything else. We're going to so, start the mini series next week. Yes. All about it. And we're going to start bleeding everybody's ears from all the Disney. You know what? We've kind of done that if you think about it because we've not talked about anything that Disney doesn't own yet. Except for like one collectible. But you know what I mean. All of our podcast episodes have been based around Disney-owned things. 
Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. They they own just about everything. They're a monarch. Or a monopoly. <laughs> They're a monopoly. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it might as well be a monarchy. <coughs> Whoever the CEO is is like king. I mean. I was reading something about the CEO today, and I can't remember what it was about. Speaking of the monarch, has anyone been keeping up with the Jubilee and, you know, whatever country that is? The queen had, like, a corgi, not a statue, but it was, like, kind of like it, like, it was huge, to pay homage or um, tribute tribute (laughs) to her love of corgis. And, oh, it's just so cool. So Winston has a statue now. Winston has a statue. <laughs> you didn't know we have a corgi. Yes. I don't think we talked about the fact that he's a corgi, but y'all. He's he, very moody. He's very moody. And I'm sorry we haven't even got to what we're talking about yet. This podcast is 1% everything else. And most of the time, our podcast is 100% nerd and not 1% everything else. <laughs> but Winston is very moody. And right now, he is very fluffy. Yes. I don't know why, but his fur, it doesn't look frizzy. I think he is shedding so much to the point right now that that what coat is there is just, like, the hairs are standing up. And they're not, like, laid down like they normally are. Like, his little corgi butt is so round. It is the roundest I have ever seen it. And it doesn't help. So, so we boarded, um, we boarded Winston and our golden retriever Aspen while we were gone to Disney, and I'm pretty sure. So Winston has, he has food aggression. He, we can't normally feed him with other dogs around because, well, we, 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 we with can, we the can. dog, we can't feed him out of the same bowl. He gets, he gets aggressive because he wants that food. It's and his. honestly. When we first got Aspen, we had to watch them because if she didn't finish, there was a couple times he got ugly to take her food. Yeah. So, I didn't specify to the vet that they needed to do that. And I'm afraid that they were just bringing one big bowl of food in every day for for them in the mornings and the afternoons. Thinking that they would eat out of the same bowl and... Winston was strong arming Winston or strong arming Aspen out of the way because we both noticed that Aspen was looking a little thin when we got she her back. She can look thin, but anyways. then but then Winston was looking extra thick. He looks like a straight marshmallow right now, <laughs> and he's so happy about and it. And he's so happy. Usually, he looks like my little tater tot, my little loaf of bread. Usually, a jelly bean is my go-to reference. No, when he sits down, he has no definition. To his he's a bodies. marshmallow. Yeah, right now. like he's a big marshmallow. He's an extra large marshmallow. He, like like I said, he has no definition in his back legs right now, and like he also he where we or we're getting at with the moody part. So he's on a time schedule with me. He knows what time I come home, and he knows when I come home, I let him out. They go outside, do what they need to do, and then I'll come out with them for a little bit, and I'll either work in the shop or I will just play ball with them, whichever. Well, today I needed a mow, and I it wasn't. I didn't want to let them out just to put them back in the crates. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and mowed. 
well, to show his disapproval toward me, um, he we ha- we have to zip tie his bowl in his crate to keep him from flipping it over. His well, water bowl. Yes. Yeah, so he has he broke the zip tie on it. And then didn't proceed to flip the water bowl over, but proceeded to stand in the water bowl, and then would get out and let like his body all of the water drip off of him. Best we can guess. Yeah, because the bowl was never flipped over in there, and there was still water in it. But he, his whole underside was soaked, so it was obvious that he was like standing in it, and then would get out and then like let it drip in the thing. I think he learned that from Aspen and has been holding on to it. Because when we first brought Aspen home, remember when she would get mad, mm-hmm. she would literally sit in her water bowl. Oh my gosh, yes. And she would, when she was really little, just to, like, we would try to, we would try to get her water and stuff. And she would, like, sit in her bowl and wouldn't get out. So yeah. we could put, new, like, fresh water in for her. So it, it, she's... She's got water problems to start with. She, like, drinks six gallons of water a day. I have to get on to her that, like, the water's not going anywhere. Yeah, she, you would think that we, like, actively, like, try to, like, let them die of thirst. (laughs) She, I, I have a gallon bowl that I fill up at least three times a day myself. Plus, she has her water bowls in her crate while we're gone, and... And the bowls at night. Yeah, and then we have two other bowls in our bedroom at night. And every single one of them, she will sit there and drink every ounce of it. And then wait and look at me to pour more in. Yeah. Even if she is, like, having accidents in her crate, she is like, oh, there's more room to drink more water now. Yeah. <laughs> she's only six months old, too. So, it, it, she's not She's a, still a baby. Old. Yeah, she's still a baby. But. What's that little TikTok? Like, that's her constantly. Even though she's, like, four times as big as Winston, I have to constantly tell Dakota, okay, now remember, even though she looks way bigger than him, she is still just a puppy. Yes. She's only about six months old. Seven months. She's seven months old. Because she was born at the beginning of November. So, our dogs... Like, let's just talk about what they did when we picked them up. When we picked them up from our vacation, literally, they brought them out. So, we boarded our dogs with our vet. Honestly, they've seen the same vet ever since we had Winston. We took Winston to see them the day after we got him. And they've been really good to us. Our dogs love them. Winston jumps out of the car and, like, runs to the building whenever he sees that we're there. I think because of the sheer amount of treats they give him. Oh, yeah. And, like, everyone just dotes on him there. And and so they bring them out. And Winston is, like, trying to pull the girl over, trying to get to Dakota because they're buds. And Aspen is, like, about to lose it trying to get to me because we're buds. Well, we had their collars because they can't keep their collars on due to safety issues. And Aspen comes, and I think she thought she was picking up her collar, but she literally picked up Winston's collar, put it in her mouth, and, like, knocked me over and, like, buried herself in me and did the most pitiful whine. But it was, like... 
not like, oh my god, I've been hurt for the last week, but like, I am so excited to see you. Can we please go home? She makes these little noises. We call them goat noises, but she like, <laughs> she like, it, they're not whines, but they're like, they're like, like yeah, they're like grumbles. So. Yeah. And, and they're really funny, so that it was a lot We've of. We've got to try to get her goat noises on video. They're so funny. They're just so random. It's hard to get yeah. get them. She does it a lot at night. So we're gonna start into our brief recap. Uh, uh, Twenty our, minutes later. Well, it's okay. It's our one percent. Yeah. So, so coming into like our brief breakdown of Kenobi here. So of course, episode one opens up with and I'm doing this brief recap for the fact of if somebody is somehow is listening to this and has not spoiler warning yeah and somehow has not watched the rest of it but for some reason doesn't want to watch the rest or if they're just missing missing parts of it we're going to try to just recap you catch you up to speed on it so episode one opens up we are getting a just a big montage of everything that's happened in Star Wars leading up to this moment, to where Kenobi is now. Uh, of course, Kenobi, for anyone that doesn't know, Kenobi is is on Tatooine protecting Luke. He is watching over Luke for the day he comes of age so he can train him in the ways of the Force. Um, from there, you know, we see, we get to meet the Grand Inquisitor and Rava and the fifth brother. I can never remember the fifth brother's name. Um, so... Grand Inquisitor, I, I'm going to just tell everybody. Sorry, I, I'm going to. I'm saying 100 positive on the show until the sixth episode hits. I'm going to see if some of my condolences get answered. If not, then we are going to make episodes on it. We're going to stretch our limits of our responsibility as podcasters. There will be a dry it. season. We yeah. will need something to theorize about. So, so we're going to. But until then, I'm going to stay positive on everything that's coming out. So, we get to meet the Grand Inquisitor and everything. So, we meet the Jedi that they have gotten a tip about in the cantina. Well, he leaves, then he goes, meets up Kenobi, blah, blah, it, He ends up dying. Kenobi finally leaves the world to go and find Leia. The young Leia that we have seen, she has been kidnapped, and Belgrana has reached out to his old pal, Kenobi, to hunt him, to hunt her down and bring her back. So, if you don't know the importance of Leia, she is Luke's brother. Or, I'm sorry, she is Luke's sister. His twin. Yes, his twin sister, and of course, she eventually becomes, you know, force sensitive also. But not that she ever uses it a whole lot. No, she she kind of turns away from it because of her son Ben, which we mm-hmm. now know is. The reason why he's named Ben is because of Ben Kenobi. So, we now know that there was more relationship between the two of them there than just time in New Hope. So, anyways, going from there, I think at this point we're kind of bleeding into Episode 2. We go through pretty much the big thing in Episode 2 was we're establishing... Rava as the character, as the the antagonist that's kind of beneath Vader. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing how disconnected Kenobi is in the Force in, in every way. How far away from Jedi he is. 
And this episode brings about a lot of revelations. Mm -hmm. Leia gets kidnapped. She gets rescued. And then we also see that Kenobi finds out that Anakin is still alive. And he is Vader. So, I do want to throw one thing out there. For anybody that, for some reason, hasn't watched the show yet. So... I, in the previous episode, I have, or in the pre, our previous episode, I have mentioned that I didn't care a whole lot for Reba. But in the third episode, she wasn't as bad. So I've been kind of digging and seeing what other people think about it, and I kind of stumbled across something, and I want to say it and let you think about it too, because it actually kind of changed the perspective for me on it. Okay. So of course she is. She is the third sister. She is the one that came after Trilla, which we know died in Jedi Fallen Order, which in my opinion was probably one of the most, like, coolest Inquisitors I've seen today. But Rava is the one that came after her. Rava also can read minds. She can see into your mind. So, in episode one and two, she kind of irks everybody, everybody's nerves. So... But if you, it's not just like an audience thing. If you look at it from the point of view of like, if you were in the show, she irks everybody's nerves. The Grand Inquisitor is highly irritated by her. The fifth brother is like constantly having to be like, like a big brother and like having to tell her to calm down and just chill out for a little bit. Like she seems like over eager and just all this stuff. And then in episode three, after she's kind of, she's kind of had been put in her place just slightly by the fifth brother, you see her kind of tone back a little bit. And then, as we're going to get into in the fourth episode, she is kind of slowly creeping back toward crazy now that she's gotten a little recognition from Vader. So, I kind of, I don't know, it's something to kind of think about. I don't mind the thought that she was directly written to be an irritating character. I think that I agree that she was written to be an irritating character. Just some of my complaints come. We, I don't mind watching irritating characters, and then and me be me being able to be like, that's part of that story, or you know whatever. But with her, it's like her facial expressions just don't match up. With what's happening. So, I'm going to give an example. And I said this to you when we were watching episode four. Yeah. She's interrogating Leia. And she, what she thinks convinces her, Leia, to tell her where Kenobi and all of them are. But really, Leia's kind of playing her and is like, can I just tell my dad first? You did say we're both on the same sides. Well, then you could, like, by her words, she was, like, aggravated, like, okay, you little, you know, brat, like, I see what game you're playing. But it was like she went to laugh and covered it up, but it was not like, is she laughing because she's cynical or was she laughing because she's a bad actor and was trying to hide a laugh? I... Yeah, see, I didn't even take it as that. I took it as, like, she was... I took it as, like... It's she, like she's a robot that's glitching. I, I See, I took it as she was, like... Uh, like, she had, like, just a sarcasm wave. Like, she, like... 
it, she just had a rage hit her like all of a sudden, but she can't act on it because at the end of the day, Leia's still a princess. No, it was like she was trying to hide a smile and a laugh to me yeah. that superseded being an actor. It was like she was trying not to break character. Yeah. So that's where my complaint comes in. I think the idea of her character is great. I just don't know that she's the best actress for this role. So, but I want I want to see I want to see how her character rolls out over the next. We got two episodes left. Yes. So, but we jumped a little bit ahead. So going back to episode three, which to be honest, I think episode three so far has been my favorite. I liked episode. episode four a lot. I, I and I guess I'm a little biased on that because the fact that we got to see a lot of Vader in episode three. We got to see Angry Vader for a little bit. We didn't get to see him though like I wanted to see him, but I think there's a reason. I think it's a whole case of, you know it, well let me just tell what was going on in episode three. So in episode three you know, Kenobi has he's saved Leia and he is trying to get her back home. Uh, he is on this planet, they, and they've had some mix-ups on uh, where to meet, uh, essentially what will eventually become the Rebels. They've went from, from there, they've met up with, and I can't remember the girl's name, uh, it's like Tara or Tanya, or yeah. something like that, but she is an undercover Empire agent, uh, spy, then we go and they go into the bunker, which we meet a loader droid. Which will I? I've heard rumors, and I think it's possible that it could be Wrecker or Rex. I think that it could definitely be Wrecker. I mean, we saw him grab the hammer and put it behind his back like he was going to hit the uh, hit Rava or the mm-hmm. was it the stormtroopers? I don't remember. But, I wasn't paying close enough attention. But he put it behind his back, which is something that a droid doesn't do. Don't you think? Do you yeah, that? yeah. I, I, I don't remember that because, like I said, I wasn't paying close enough attention. But, I, yeah, I agree that that's not something that a droid would do. So, of course, after that, he, he, uh, we run into the issue where the this rebel girl, I can't remember her name. I wish I should have wrote her name down. That's okay. Uh, she's led Leia off and Kenobi has went to protect them from Vader. Mm-hmm. Vader senses Kenobi there and and rage, which was crazy to me. Vader, just to strike fear into Kenobi, was dragging people, you know, off the side of the road, snapping their necks, you know, just all this violent stuff just to, just to try to antagonize Kenobi. Because he knew he's either going to come out or he's going to run. Mm-hmm. And Vader's all about the hunt right now. Uh, then we go into the scene. Uh, essentially, Vader drags Kenobi through fire, trying to make him suffer and be tortured in the same way that that he did to him. So, I do want to clarify something here. So, a lot of people think that that Vader didn't go after Kenobi after the fire was restarted. Solely because he's afraid of fire. It's not the case. Vader literally built his castle on Mustafar, the place that he lost all mm-hmm. his arms, which, if we've forgotten, is a lava planet. <laughs> and so, it's not the case of fire. Fire doesn't intend his suit it protects him from fire. 
you know, his cape is even flammable, or not, I'm sorry, not flammable, his cape is either even flame retardant. So, the fire is not the issue. I think it's solely a fact of Vader wanted to play with his food. He wanted to, he mm-hmm. wants to strike, he, it's about the hunt. He wants to strike that much fear into Kenobi to, that, to let him know that he's never getting away. Yeah, I agree with that. I didn't think like, oh, he's afraid of fire. I'm thinking, no, he's playing the long game here. Yeah. He's got some ulterior motives. So then we go into episode, oh, and at the end of episode three, we see Leia get kidnapped by the third Braver. sister. Yeah. yeah. So then we go into episode four, which is my personal favorite episode. It's a very cool episode. We get to see the Inquisitorious in live action. Yeah, I just think the idea of something being under the water like that is very yeah. neat. Yeah, I mean, there is more of it underwater than there is above water. There's not a whole lot to talk about what happens other than because a lot of the episode is they're looking for Leia. They find her. There's a fight. We see a little bit of Vader. And then... The most important character ever in Star Wars dies. Wade. I mean, rest is... Who is Wade? The rebel pilot that came in that got blown up by... Oh. That we, we, we only saw his face for like three seconds and then heard his name. That's it. And then everyone else gets away. Yeah. So that's really the episode in a nutshell. Yeah. But let's talk about some of the cool things about this episode. Yeah, I'll let you go first. Let's talk about the mausoleum of what I think is Jedi's. Oh, yes. Like all of them in essentially fossils. Yeah, and not only that, but in like defensive poses. Did you? Or like running or. Yeah, they like they were. Like, even the youngling. Yeah. Was, the youngling was in terror face. Mm-hmm. Like, he was still wearing his training helmet, everything. Uh, yeah. And so, I don't have the list with me. I would like to break down eventually some of the Jedi that we see in there that we're pretty sure who they are. I do know that one of the Jedis that was seen in there is a older Jedi that is actually the one that helped Ahsoka find her lightsabers after they were stolen. He's the... No. Yeah. That was a really old man that helped her. Yes. He's like the second or third one that we see. His cane's not with him, but he's in like an upright position. But I'm pre- well, he was more... like on the verge of death in that episode. Really? We're going to talk about that when Yoda was 950 years old? Yeah, but this guy was truly on the verge of death. Yoda looked like he was on the verge of death since the since episode one. Okay, well, I didn't notice that that was him, but I yes. know who you're talking about. That is him. Uh, so it is confirmed that that is him. It is confirmed that it's him from the necklace that he's wearing. So that that's that's one of them. There is, I think some people were saying that there's two women that could possibly be shared Junda, and then. The other one could possibly be, of course, the guy's wife that we meet earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. They're also saying that the uh, girl from Jedi Fallen Order is one of them also. I can't remember her name. I think it's Sheer or something like that. 
I don't know. I didn't play the game, so uh, I'm trying to remember her name, but I'll. That's a later date. I, I'd like to break down some of the Jedi. I, I think we'll get more intel on that because that's a big thing to just show, and them not elaborate on it. Which I mean, I'm not going to put it past them to not elaborate on something like that because it's they've done it before. But it, the, I would be disappointed if they we don't get some explanation of there's those Jedi stat, status if they're dead or are they truly in a fossilized form. I said that they were frozen. They're in like a deep sleep, kind of like Jessica and Rick and Morty season five. Here's a here's a really morbid thing to think about though. So that youngling with the training helmet, that means they're frozen to a point where they're not aging. That youngling's been frozen in place for 10 years. I mean, clearly though. So it's one of those it makes you wonder like so are they alive or is it like what happened to Han where he's in uh, carbonite but still has life support or wonder what this because I'm sure they're not letting all this all these Jedi's blood to go to waste I mean Palpatine I'm sure has got a reason he wants to he wanted Grogu's blood so he obviously probably wants these people's blood too I think some pretty immediate theories we had was cloning yeah I personally thought since they were in the in Inquisitorium, is that the name of the place? Inquisitorious. Inquisitorious, that maybe every time an Inquisitor dies, they unfreeze someone and then they train them to become an Inquisitor. That was my idea. I could see that. I think they shoot more for Fallen Jedi or just just turning people to the dark side in general. I could see them doing that, though. That is a possibility. I wouldn't put it past them saying something like that. I mean, because it wouldn't be the first time. I, we're pretty sure that Rava was originally one of the Padawans that we see in the beginning. Yeah. Because the youngling that we see that's in Carbonite, or whatever, in the fossilized form, he's accredited in the credits, and it's also, he's accredited again in the first episode where we see that scene. So he's obviously from that scene, and that's why we're seeing him. So a lot of there's a lot of speculation that this may have been Rava's first, like, takedown or bring in like that she that she hunted him down or brought him into the inquisitors or she was just a part of that group that got brought in all at once and she was the one that turned yeah so then we see everyone escape lola becomes a tracker and that's the saddest part of the whole show Let's talk about how Vader treated the third sister. Yeah, I want to hear your take on it first. My immediate take was, since when did Vader ever ask questions before killing? Like, Vader has always been pretty, like, quick to kill. But then I got to thinking, and I said this to you kind of after Mm -hmm. we've been discussing we're very obviously seeing a younger Vader. Yes. We have to remember, this is not the guy like 30 years from now in A New Hope. It is a still pretty fresh off of what happened. He a is very conflicted Vader at that, too. And he's very, like, out to get revenge against Obi-Wan. Yeah. He's, he's, he's ready for the hunt. Yeah. 
And as we hear several times, you know, Kenobi's all that matters right now. Mm -hmm. Which we know, I I know they're legends at this point in time, but we know from several other books and comics and stuff that this is not Vader's only priority at the time. At this point in time, Vader's still actively trying to find any way to bring Padme back to life. And there's a lot of stories on that. Like, I I would love to go in some of the legend stuff that I would, would love for them to bring back into canon because they are bringing a bunch of legend stuff into mm-hmm. canon. I just so. I think that he's younger and that's a lot of what we're seeing. So I love the energy that he came into the room with because that was ter- I've never seen Vader walk that fast. That's, no, that's terrifying. I mean that was, that was giving me some Michael Myers vibes. Yeah, where you could, you're not going to outrun me. I'll walk everywhere and still catch <laughs> you. But but <laughs> yes. He comes in there and immediately just snatches her up with force. Just yeah. And my complaint with this scene is that she speaks, says that she's put the tracker, or there's a tracker on her ship. And he says, oh, I'm mistaken, and sets her down. No. Like, we have to remember, like, I know everybody judged Kylo Ren in the, in the sequel's with how he acted some of the times where he would, like, throw a temper tantrum and, like, destroy stuff and slash up the board and all that. Yeah. But Vader acts like that. Like, Vader... And that plays into the younger version of himself. Yeah, and, like, like Vader, the fifth brother that's actually in the room, which, in my opinion, I would be super mad if if Rava got off this easy knowing that mm-hmm. so the fifth brother like literally in training gets his hand cut off because he makes a mistake during practice and Vader's like nope no hand for you you're gonna <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna learn from your punishments and but then Rava loses the number one guy that Vader's trying to hunt right now and he's like oh it's okay come here it's okay so I think it almost says that, like, this isn't just Vader. There's still some Anakin here that has some sort of trust in people. I almost couldn't even see Anakin acting like this, though. <laughs> I no, see you have to th- think about the way that he cared about Padme, and he blames Obi-Wan, and he views the third sister as the only way to get to Obi-Wan to avenge everything. So that's why I think this is slightly Anakin in there with this trusting the third sister. So I guess where I'm coming from on it is I wasn't expecting him to like harm her, really. I wasn't I wasn't even expecting Oh him I to was. Go. I was expecting yeah. him to go snap her neck. I wasn't I wasn't even expecting him to like cut her hand off or anything. But I fully thought that he was going to turn around and, like, like crush the skull of one of the stormtroopers or something, like, on his way out of the room. Like, just, <laughs> just like, just, like, yeah. You know I mean? Look at what, in Rogue One, what he does to Director Krennic, where yeah. he's, like, he makes the comic, don't choke on your own aspirations. Like, that's, that's Anakin in there. That's the arrogance of part of Eric Anakin coming out from, because he was a great general, mm-hmm. and that's that arrogance coming out. I wanted I wanted that to, part to come out where he's turned around and he, you know, 
kills one of these stormtroopers on his way out and he turns around and he was like let's not make any more mistakes or something or let's not be too hasty or just so, like just, just throw a comment out I, I, I needed something like that to end this episode because let's face it the escape scene of Kenobi hiding Leia under his jacket was uh, I was like so there's no no other stormtroopers going why has he got a girl under his jacket I'm just saying Kylo didn't get his temper tra- temper tantrums from anywhere. I think we that's definitely what we saw. It's a young it's a bloodline thing. It's, it's a Skywalker a blo- it, thing. It's a Skywalker thing. What what can we say? But on the the fact of the Skywalker thing, did you catch the hint the the little subtle reminder that Leia is a Skywalker when she's being interrogated? What did she say? Well, it's not that what she said. It's that Rava couldn't read her oh, mind. Oh, yeah. I did think about that because, well, I didn't think about the Skywalkers. I thought about Ray because Ken, uh, Kylo couldn't re- read her mind. So, I wish there was more clarity on this because I guess when I think about that another Force wielder can't read somebody's mind, as far as you know, the human species, it, to me it comes off as nine out of ten times when that happens, they're for, the person that's blocking them is force sensitive also. They're kind of blocking that part in their mind to where you can't do it. So it's like, why didn't Rayla go, oh, you're, you got a little force sensitivity in you there. <laughs> but it didn't. Which, I mean, I know there's species out there that can't be, because it's all about the strong mind. Because Cad mm-hmm. Bane can't get his mind read either. It, well, it took four of them to read his mind, but they about broke his mind before <laughs> they did that. So it, there, I don't know. There was just some stuff with that. But I'm excited to see about this next episode. Um, I mean, we Leia's back with Kenobi. I highly doubt they're going back to Tatooine at this point because it just wouldn't make sense canon-wise. Well, they have to go back to, what is it called? Where is she from? Um, if you wouldn't have asked, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. I'll know it when I hear it. Uh, but she's going back to Bethel. She's going yeah. back to... Daddy Bell. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started. He's so old. Well... Now let's transition. 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 I'm gonna put some music over that like I did last week. Where we're still talking, but you just hear our our podcast music. So we watched Miss Marvel. Yeah. It was not bad. It was cute. It was. I, I see where people are coming from. I, it's not as childish as people made it out to be. That's what I said. But it is a coming-of-age show, I think. I can see where it's the direct audience for it. It's people that are my brother and sister's age. Yeah. And not necessarily... Because it, it's already, you know, opens up in the scene. It is a young woman that's just turned 16, and she is dealing with life as a teenage girl. And it's not to the point of like turning red how they address it, but it's Mm-mm. it's they're addressing it in a Marvel way, and it's kind of fun. But it is we get a bunch of callbacks. I did in like two seconds, and I hated the fact that she was like narrating and talking about 
the Avengers were losing to Thanos and Captain Marvel comes in and saves the world. And I'm like, really? Really? The one who was like literally not here, had the worst movie, like she's gonna get accredited to accredited to like saving everything. I you know, I agree with your opinion on it. As bad as I hate to say Captain Marvel is probably one of my least favorite Avengers. I don't like her. She should have never cut her hair. Yeah, she was a lot better before she cut her hair. Mm-hmm. At least she was pretty then. I I mean, I think I would like her more if if it wasn't for the fact that her main existence in Endgame was was the fact of coincidentally coming across Tony. Yeah, you know, I think that she's just a cop-out, and the Marvel writers just hinged way too much on her. Yeah, I mean, she's essentially Superman. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I, not that I, but Superman's not even my favorite DC hero. I mean, I like Batman because he's the guy that's just rich. <laughs> I mean, he, he he's really smart and rich. He has no powers. <laughs> I mean... My favorite character is Iron Man. He's really smart and rich. So it's it's. I have a reoccurring theme on here. Yeah. But, but it's it's a fun show. It you know. That I guy, think I will be disappointed though if we don't see Captain Marvel in this movie because this movie is so much about how the girl loves her. Yeah. I would like to know the time frame on it. I don't. I yes. don't know if it's addressed the time frame yet. It's post Thanos. Oh yeah, I'm thinking it. We're like, we're like three or four years past the blip. I'm thinking we're in the same time era of like Hawkeye, like somewhere within an, a year of that. Which that would make sense too, because they they're obviously trying to do the Young Avengers thing. Um, they did introduce her powers, so if you're somebody who reads comics. Or really and truly coming into the show, it's best if you're kind of like us and you don't really know much about her and about her history, because apparently they have altered her powers from the comics and they've altered how she was appeared in the video game and some of the mobile games and stuff. How her powers are represented. So I'm satisfied with how they've brought it on so far. I'm gonna need some more description on what. The wrist, the wristband is that she's wearing, and like what the history behind it is. I'm sure we're going to get it in this next episode. Marvel, you know, Marvel does an excellent job with descriptions on that kind of stuff. All I'm saying is, none of that stuff at MarvelCon was like OSHA <laughs> safety. Okay, and in what universe does Scott Lang's helmet roll? And keep rolling and gaining speed when it's obviously making a thudding sound each time because it's not perfectly round. I want to know like how it's bouncing off the walls and still gaining. It bounced off four walls and was still progressively getting faster. Fast, and then Thor's hammer swings and completely smokes that one girl. And she was totally fine. Yeah. I, I did like the fact, you know, they always go, they always have in every superhero movie, I like the trope that they did. They were like, you know, they normally do, watch out, and the superhero mm-hmm. pushes him out of the way, sacrificing himself. No. The girl who, uh, Kamala, that the girl who plays Miss Marvel, went, watch out, and then ducks, and this girl gets smoked out by Thor's Speaking hammer. Fair, it was her bully, or not her bully, it was like. It was like the overly popular girl. Yeah, or whatever, who wasn't know. even pretty. Yeah. 
that was like gawking over her outfit, which I thought it was a nice twist. I was fully expecting, I guess, because us coming off of Stranger Things, I was not expecting that. No Stranger Things spoilers. I have not even no. finished the first episode yet. Gosh, go get on it. I'm, try- I'm sorry, I've got this new job now. I'm just too, so busy with you gotta it. Get on it. I like. Fin- I, well, I can't say anything. I was a week late because I waited after we got back home from Disney. Mm-hmm. Granted, I did watch it all in like an afternoon, and then when like, I the was next at day. work, yeah. So, I you told me I could watch it. I did. So, well, that's really the only thoughts I have about Miss Marvel so far. I think it. I think it's a cute show. Um, you you said. You said it made you feel like it. You it reminds you a lot of Hawkeye. Yeah. It, you said you kind of put it on that same playing field. Uh, we both agreed coming into it that just from the intro that it's not Loki. <laughs> so. I know. I know. <laughs> we, I mean, nothing is Loki. I I miss Loki so much. I miss I miss the shows like WandaVision and Loki. We had two just bomb episodes or bomb shows back to back and we get Hawkeye. <laughs> well, I, I, I know. Or we had Falcon Winter Soldier in between. So I guess I guess you know we were kind of hoping for a hit and miss situation but we kind of we've kind of hit some misses on the TV shows for well for not only Marvel but I'm going to even throw Star Wars in there. Yeah. I mean Kenobi is holding close to what the expectations were, but we still got two episodes left, and I need to know where that's going. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna throw up a couple ratings here okay. before we go into our collectibles of the week. So because our topic started with Kenobi, I'm gonna, I would like to us to rate each episode of Kenobi so far, just real quick, just throw a one out of ten number up there. I'm gonna let you go first on episode one. Probably like a five. Ooh, you went down. Did I? Yeah, I think you originally said seven or eight for the first one. I would give it a five or a six. Okay. So, first episode, I'm still holding true with my ten. That, to me, the first episode was just about perfect. They did a, such a good job showing us where he's at and establishing... This is a, supposed to be quick if you want to rate all these <laughs> episodes. So, I'm just saying it, it was fabulous. Second episode. I'm going to give it a 5 too. Hmm. I want to say an 8 for the second episode. Episode 3. I'm giving that one an 8. I'm going to say 9 on episode 3. And now episode 4. I'm giving that one a 9. I really enjoyed it. I'm giving it a 6. Okay. Hmm. So we're at, we're at odds here. We are. That's okay <laughs> though. So, now Miss Marvel. Episode 1 of Miss Marvel. What do you think? I'm going to give it a four. A four. I'm going to be modest I'm because I see what it's doing. I'm going to give it a six. And because I see what it's doing, but it's also first episode of a show. It's not. Oh, and what's this about it already having 
bonus content and like I didn't know about this. No, not like you know how it have like an after the credit scene. Oh, oh yeah. Like it's so early, we weren't asking for it. Well, we got stuff like that with with WandaVision. Not like, every episode, not every only episode. the last couple. But look, we know how they're viewing the or the post credit scenes now. It, it's like we talked and about. Someone before. tell me where that guy cop is from. Like, really? what, what show and movie is he from? I, we've seen some where he's been a cop before. Or he's been in, the, like, something that I've seen recently. We'll figure it out. But, so we are coming to the top of our episode here. Let's talk about our collectible of the week. We didn't do it last week because we were so sick. Yeah, we couldn't get off our couch to do the episode. Well, we've completely forgot to. <laughs> I I was just going to completely just talk about one that was in the collection room without coming to get it. Yeah. So my collectible of the week is my first Harry Potter one. It's Hermione's one. I got it ten years ago at Universal. It's gorgeous. I love it. Is very it. Pretty. And it's, the box is still holding up very well. The that. box is still holding up very well. I don't let anyone touch it. My dad paid a lot of money for it 10 years ago for me. So, that's my collectible. It is a very pretty one. So, I'm actually changing mine up from what I originally had told you at the beginning of the episode. I am going to do my Dipper Funko Pop. Oh, because he's just been staring at me <laughs> this whole episode so far. So, I, I'm doing my Dipper Funko Pop. I mean, it's Funko Pop. There's not a whole lot to say about it, but it was a present from my beautiful wife. Aww. Is everyone say aww? <laughs> well, he's holding, of course, journal number three. And it's clearly an early episode one because he has, like, the terror eyes. And it's... I don't know. I, I like it. It's just a really cool one. Gravity Falls Funko Pops are kind of scarce. Uh, we we actually don't binge on them. We, or I say we, more so Destiny, uh, will just, she just kind of gets me one randomly as a present for Christmas or my birthday. As I come across them for a decent price. They are price. outrageous. And somehow we've managed to get uh, one of the Chase Bill Ciphers, a Bill Cipher, and then a Dipper. Stan is the most expensive one, and then Mabel's got one that's really expensive, but it just is what it is. Well, next week, well, I say next week, more so just on the bonus episodes, Destiny's going to get to be more so the host on them, because that's more her full day, but... Yes, but and they're not bonus episodes, it's a mini-series. Mini-series, I'm Bonus sorry. episodes is when we drop content and don't tell people. <laughs> we are telling everyone about the mini-series. Well, she is going to get to host our mini-series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, I take the spotlight away from her on the Star Wars stuff, because I love... I love Star Wars. I love talking about it. It's okay. And I just enjoy it. You know, this will be over soon, and then we'll go back to Marvel, and I get to talk her ears off about it, too. Well, there is a lot going on in the nerd world at at the moment. Yes. For all my Disney fans out there, Disney is discontinuing the pirate theme rooms at Caribbean Beach. Well, you said... 
that you're not 100% sure if they're if they're renovating yet or Oh, I told fully... you I don't know. I would oh. assume they would renovate them, but they're discontinuing the current rooms in 2023. I know that. Yeah. So. Well, this I fun hope... fact, I'm full of those. <laughs> hey, we could do a whole episode on fun facts. <laughs> I'm the one who literally says stuff all the time and then I'm like just fun facts. And then I always accredit myself to being full of fun facts. Nobody fun facts the way that I do. I don't get nearly enough credit for my random fun facts about everything. <laughs> you know, it, like, I, whenever you come come to me with your fun facts, and I, I, I try not to reference a whole lot of other podcasts and stuff, but I, it always makes me think of Ben and Jay from Super Carlin Brothers uh-huh. that do the Popcorn Culture podcast for anybody who doesn't know. Uh, but the Popcorn Culture podcast is essentially just them. They just kind of talk. And um, I know they probably have scripts and everything. But it's so much fun listening to them talk because oh they just gosh. pop so many just random fun facts. The one brother, Ben, he mm. constantly makes up fun facts about where they live. Yeah. And then they constantly try to make up fun facts about Abraham Lincoln, and yes. they always end up being true. Well, not it. So the gag with it is, they're not completely wrong. They're like there's like a slight amount of truth to what they say yes. with the Abe Lincoln stuff. Like, and the more they research it, the more they find out how close they are to the truth. Yeah. It, but it is funny. Like they're, I like listen to them while I'm at work because it's just. It like brightens your day because they just talk and it's just really funny how they do. And we always watch them on Super Carlin Brothers because we they like the same stuff we do. They're very nerdy, so. Well, yeah. So there's your fun fact of the day for me. Yeah. Nobody appreciates me the way that I do and my fun <laughs> facts, and they're literally about everything. Because I have a lot of life experience in a lot of different areas of my life. And this is what I do. I'll be like, you know, fun fact, the sky's blue. I don't know if you knew that or not. Fun fact. Uh, I haven't looked up there in a while. <laughs> but, so. that's how, but that's how I present them. As if I'm literally the only person in the whole wide world who knows that. Like the way I just presented like the pirate room things. <laughs> Like, I am, like, I've got the exclusive from Disney on We it. do get on these kicks where we, like, compete fun facts with each other. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. No. What, like, because a lot of our stuff is we'll just be reading something and we'll find something interesting. We'll do, I wouldn't even say a lot of research <laughs> on it, but we do just enough research on it to where we could, like, almost start a conversation with over it. But it's usually just us. We'll just like blurt it out, and the other ones just like, oh, really? Like, and like nothing ever comes from it. I literally am thinking back to our trip last week, and I think about all the instances I did that. And I'm like, gosh, why didn't Dakota's family just tell me to shut up? Like, I'm thinking about we come off the Peter Pan ride, and I'm like, fun fact, guys, there's a certain spot right here. If you jump up and down, you can really tell that the tunnels are underneath. And then we get off the Little Mermaid ride, and I'm like, fun fact, guys, the coolest hidden Mickey in the whole park is right here at the exit. Like, I'm just thinking about, like, the constant. And I was like, oh, fun fact, I live down that road right there. That's where my apartments were. That's not even a fun fact. So, (laughs) so for all you women out there that's listening to this podcast, especially the ones that are married, 
Um, when stuff like that's going on and your husband or boyfriend <laughs> is just staring off, we have this awesome talent to where when we're doing something, generally we're not thinking. Like, it's, we just have radio static playing. <laughs> and, you know, our work days are like this. We, we'll just be going on about our day. We're doing our stuff. We're getting it done. But realistically, in our mind, like, it is like, it's like a AM static radio station. So barely. you're saying you don't listen to my fun facts? I'm saying that we listen, but it is like coming in and there's somebody in our brain like catching it and throwing it in the filing cabinet and then shutting it. And, and it will be brought up like we, we're hearing it, we're processing it. But if you like immediately ask us about it, probably won't remember it. But like 10 years from now, we're going to be like, hey... Didn't you tell me about that? Yeah, didn't I tell you that, like, if you jump in a certain spot, like, you can tell that the tunnels are underneath? Like, you talking about it now, yes, I'm, like, recalling you saying <laughs> I mean, that. As but we're while, walking out, like, like, the ride. Yeah, but us, when we were there, I don't remember you at all. Like, I don't remember here's the context another, of you saying Here's that. another thing I did. We're on the Small World ride. I, I actually know... Three instances that I did it on the small I, world ride. It is funny because before you say any of them, I'm just going to say the my recollection of the small world ride is Jackie complaining and me just like looking for the doll that supposedly was hanging from the rafters at one point. Okay, so here is the fun facts that I knew I spouted out while we were on It's a Small World. Number one. Hey, did you know that there's only one doll in all of the ride with glasses on? Look, it's right there. I do remember that one. And I have said this to you probably ten times. I've told you about it, but I got to actually point it out. That's the beauty because, like, (laughs) because you saying it then, like, even now, it's like the first time you're saying it because, like, that person in my brain, he's pulling it out of the filing cabinet and he's popping the dust off the paper (laughs) and he's like, "Yeah, that's it." (laughs) Number two. Get a video of the hippo with the wonky eye. And then you go, well, why don't they fix it? I'm like, I don't know. Fun fact, it's it's just like an icon <laughs> at this point. <laughs> like, like, they're just not going to. And then number three was, as we're leaving, it'll say goodbye on the screens. And it was saying individual names. And I'm like, <laughs> fun fact, sometimes it'll say goodbye to the Carmack family or to your family. And your mom was like, how do they do that? And I'm like, your magic bands. That's exactly how. So four instances, so, so we actually. Have, we have to talk about that. So we, we actually got stopped right there. And and only, it was mine and mom's. Your mom's name. We were the only ones that our names came across. Nobody else did. And my sister was so hurt about that. Oh, my. She was Her... tired. She had thrown a fit before we even got on the ride, apparently, that I missed because I went to the restroom and there was a family of, like, 60 people that walked in. It was a big enough family that they were starting, they they put them in the regular line and they were allowing us to go through the fast pass yeah. lane or the lightning lane. Not Whatever it's called. So, yeah, it... There's just so many instances with this whole trip. But yeah, that... (laughs) Well, we're not going to keep anybody any longer. Fun facts. Yeah, fun facts. We're not going to keep you any longer. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, thank you for listening to the 10 instances. Just at one park, I literally remember myself doing it at. (laughs) Well, we hope everybody has a fantastic week. 
If you like this podcast, like, follow, share, whatever you want to do. Subscribe, leave us a rating, check us out on TikTok, do all of the things. And message us. We love talking back to our audience. We love Mm -hmm. to see where everybody's from and what type of people we're reaching out to. And hopefully they're people like us because we love talking about this. This is the whole... Our whole reason for doing this is because we love just talking about this. Mm -hmm. So, everybody have a fantastic week. My name's Dakota. I'm Destiny. Bye, Bye, guys.